Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. I'm Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team and you can reach me anytime on my cell phone at 509-727-8977. We're here every Saturday morning and excited to be here talking about real estate. I always like to thank John and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing over there? Doing good. The weather's been, well, a little chilly at night, but it's been pretty nice. Oh, be quiet. You are still going to find something to complain about from last <laughs> week? I mean, my, I, I was just about to tell you, wow. I mean, this is like real estate dream. No wind, yeah. sun. Um, oh, man, it's just been beautiful. Yards are starting to green up. The mm-hmm. pictures, marketing pictures are looking better already. So, no, it was it was been really really nice we've definitely definitely been in, been enjoying that so and the market is not letting up as the as the weather heats up out there the market continues to just be absolutely red red hot so mm-hmm. so we are definitely we are definitely enjoying that and staying busy and uh, more than busy absolutely swamped and and we love it it is it is truly the spring market here in tri cities new listings coming on board lots of buyer activity still and uh, we're oh, ex- yeah. we're excited to help well before we jump into today's topic first we always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate story and this one comes um, this one comes from it depending upon how you look at it um, this one comes from a wrestling legend. We've got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh yeah, remember you remember him from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually he has a number of properties in Marina del Rey in California. And this one I did not feature because it was so crazy, over the top, amazing. It kind of caught my eye because the prices. It's not that amazing for what you pay. <laughs> I mean, he put this thing on the market, built 1953, um, 2,700 square foot Rambler, average size lot, and that thing is going for in that area $3.5 million. Um, I don't think 2,700 square feet. I've had, I'd have a hard time shelling that out, McKay, for that. For that, three point yeah. five million. That's not a very good now, ratio. He bought it um, 13 years ago. Um, he bought it for 1.9 million, mm-hmm. um, and then did a little bit of fix up to it, but but not much. Um, it did mention he owns a number of properties including, this is actually a TV show I used to watch um, <laughs> called Broken Skull Ranch. Hmm, where yeah, I remember that. He vaguely. would host athletes and come out and run them through like a military style obstacle course. Um, so it was interesting that said he still owns his ranch. Doesn't seem like that's getting put up for sale. And he actually owns a smaller three bedroom house just down the street. So probably just one of those things where cashing in on some of the 
higher values with limited inventory that, that are happening right now. Um, not much different in California than, than it is here in the, tri, in the Tri-Cities. So um, the next thing um, that I wanted to talk about, more kind of on a, on, a local, on a local level, but one of the things that, you know, we briefly talked about last week was what you might not have to do to, to, get, to get your house sold. And so I kind of kept track as I talked to different buyers this week and people came into the office and I we always like take notes and talk to our agents and say, what is the topics that you're getting right now? And then we kind of bring that into the real estate show. And the number one thing that people were asking us over the course of the last two weeks, and that is should I consider building new construction right now? Hmm. Um, And one of the things that has happened is people have been really scared off by the price appreciation. Um, And the reason why this is such a big topic, and we're getting this question so much right now, is because in an extremely low inventory market, Mm-hmm. One of your alternatives is if you can't find anything on the resale market, one of your alternatives is to go ahead and build. And so, and I had talked to, that was just one individual. I talked to another individual that said, hey, I had last year, I drew all of my plans for the house and I had an architect draw it all up and I was ready to go. I just needed to find the lot. Mm-hmm. And then from January um, you know, of last year till now, the price of lumber has tripled. And so the construction yep. cost has gone up so high. Now I'm wondering, is this a bad time to be building? I mean, over and over and over again, we we heard that in the last two weeks more than any other question that came up. So, I wrote down a couple of um, a couple of points to to talk about today and what type of considerations this is driving in our in our real estate market. So the the first thing that I wrote down is what has happened. What truly has happened to the cost of construction? So, and that is getting together with your builder and updating a bid. If you had a bid from six months ago, probably not going to be probably not accurate right now. And the hard part is a lot of times people are looking at those numbers and then they're making decisions based upon those numbers. One of the things you need to do is you need to get back with your builder and say, okay, I'm, I'm more serious about making a decision now. Can we update these bids and see where we're at? And there are some horror stories out there about, you know, the cost of lumber tripling. But other costs have not gone up proportionately that much. Just because the cost of lumber has tripled Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that the cost of the house has tripled in, in value. We have not gone to that extreme yet. I say yet because none of us even (laughs) expected this. Let's hope not. Um, So one of the things is really getting those bids updated from your contractor so you can make an accurate decision. The second thing that I wrote down with, and I had a long conversation with a number of clients about this this week, is let's look at where interest rates are now versus where they were when you started this process, say, six months ago. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is only applicable, obviously, if you're financing a portion of the build. But if we look at that and say, okay, previously you were going to be financing it if you're building a $400,000 house. Previously, you were going to finance three hundred. Um, and the interest rate was at 4% or the interest rate was at three, you know, 3.75. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you get those bids back from your builder and we take a look at that and you're like, okay, um, the cost of the house has gone up to 330 or has gone from 400 to 430,000. So now you're going to be financing 330. Well, what does that payment look like now with the rates, the, with where rates are now at 3% roughly or whatever the daily rate is? We can run that and say, based upon that, um, is that going to change your monthly payment? How will that affect your, your long-term plans? And so by doing that, we're just kind of looking at what you might qualify for and what that looks like. Now, the problem is, and, and what I caution people right now with is... If those new numbers work for you, you have to be at a lender and with someone that can give you a longer term lock on that rate. And we have to be able to make that decision rather quickly, meaning we get these new bids, we figure out what it is, rates are at, you know, three. Can we do a six-month lock and and get that? And then what is the cost if we go beyond that lock rate? So the next thing to consider that is what is your builder's track record of finishing on time? Mm. Because uh, sometimes those items become out of control of that builder, uh, meaning there could be supply chain issues. If there was, it's not maybe just the cost of the lumber, but when we can get things. But really sitting down and talking with that builder, what has your experience been with the ability to get things, get them on time, and then go ahead and get the house closed? So that was the, that was the second biggest thing is looking at the interest rate factor in making that decision. And then the third thing that I wrote down is just what are your personal and family goals? How long are you going to are you going to be in this house? And then what price range are we moving to? So especially for people that have a current house to sell, mm-hmm. we're looking at are you selling at at 400,000 and buying at 6 or vice versa are you selling at 4 and then downsizing and buying at 300,000 and what we're looking at is what's happening in those price ranges are we maximizing your sale price um, and then moving you to a bracket that is not as competitive, or in some cases, are we moving you to a bracket that's more competitive? We might look at that analysis and say, you know what, you're not going to get the best possible price in that more competitive. It, it might not be a great time to go ahead and sell. Or we might say, look, you are in, you're in the bracket that is the most competitive, you're selling at 350 mm-hmm. and we're going to move you. You've decided to make a big leap. You've gotten a promotion. You've started a business that's done really well. And you're going to make a big leap to, say, the $600,000 bracket. Well, the value <laughs> there hasn't appreciated as much or there's more available to look at. So we could that might be a move where we do all of the analysis and we look at it and say, absolutely, best possible time for you to sell and rebuy. So it's very individualistic for these questions that we're getting. But this question, 
I tell you what, it's on all of the consumers' minds right now. And I think I think part of it has to do is that we came, you know, we're close enough to the housing crisis that we had. We've been, what, out of it 11 yeah. years now? Mm-hmm. We're close enough to the housing crisis that we had back in 2008-9 um, to still remember what that looks like. And I think with the, a ton of fear has been created in the market because they feel like these price run-ups um, are very eerily similar to what happened back then. However, before of, everything went be- poof, poof. However, one of the big drivers of that market was the easeability of credit, the ability to yeah. get credit, and so. It's really, really interesting when we look at the fundamentals of this market, we're driven by vastly different underlying factors than the than the previous market. And so uh, it's really, but it is, when I start hearing this question five, six, seven times, you know, in a couple days, I know that's on the mind of people out there. So I'm hoping you can use those three factors to help you make your decision. Because for a number of people right now, it's absolutely still a fantastic time to be looking at building. It meets the family goals. They're locking mm-hmm. in very low rates for the next 15 to 20 years they're, they're gonna be in that, pro- in that property. They're, there's not a replacement property that's older that is a good value for them. So a lot of reasons to go through with that. The next thing that I have on the list is I took that data and found a study that had been done on home improvement during a pandemic and continuing on into 2021. Mm. When we come back from the break, we're going to look at the results of that survey and what people can expect to be doing to their houses to maximize value over the course of the next three to four years. Right here on News Talk 8. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been covering some top-of-mind awareness questions out there in the market. Um, One of the biggest ones that we're getting right now just hitting us every single day, callers coming in, consultations that we're doing, is building new construction in in the market, looking at the pricing, what that's done, um, what type of upgrades are people looking for in their house. So before the break, we kind of talked about three of the biggest factors you need to consider when deciding if during this current environment is a good time for you or not to build. The next thing that we're going to look at is what people are doing to their existing homes. Mm. We all know we've spent a lot more time in our houses. Yes. And so now we're starting to see like some of the data come up um, that people people have done on that. Before we rock into that, though, I always run out of time and I want to make sure I get in my pick three. I told you that spring amazing inventory is coming Mm -hmm. and it's true. It's here. Um, And in fact, Two of my pick threes I'm going to start off with have, listen up, people, have shops. I know there's a lot of times people (laughs) looking for shops. So I'm going to take you out to Burbank on this one. 26820 Ice Harbor Drive in Burbank. This um, has an 87 by 30 shop. I mean, come on, that's 2,600 square feet shop. Four bedroom, two bath, ranch rambler on 4.47 irrigated Acres. Wow. 2477 square feet, three brick fireplaces, 
tons of natural light in this property. Um, the kitchen has a custom eat-in breakfast nook, booth style, glass top cook range, pass-through eating bar is perfect for entertaining. Bedrooms have updated vinyl windows and uh, built-in closets. Large laundry room with extra storage. Downstairs, you've got a large family room den and lots of storage. You've got a huge 36 by 30 two-car garage that has some shop space. Um, A 29 by 25 garage shop with loft. And then a 30 by 25 covered bay for RV, RV parking. I mean... If you have the toys and you want the space, like this is the place for you. Yes. Um, great setup for horse property with three pastures, completely fenced and cross fenced with solid set irrigation. Awesome country location. And that's it. Four ninety nine nine fifty. So you get all wow. the shops, the house, the pastures, and that's coming in under five hundred, which is amazing in this market. Pick number two, a little bit closer into town here, 7710 West Court Street in Pasco. Don't want to miss out on this. Three-bedroom, three-bath custom home. It has a 50 by 32 drive through shop mm. that is on two city lots. It's 0.7 of, 0.75 of an acre total. What's important about the drive through shop, McKay, is if you don't want to have to back in the trailer. You just drive um, through. You just drive it through. So, and now I do want to say I'm pretty good at backing, but um, it still would be handy for those, for those situations. That would be me. Okay. You would like this. 2152 square feet. Um, in the house, oversized living room um, with adjacent office or third bedroom option. Um, absolutely awesome kitchen area, large kitchen island, um, eating bar, lots of cabinet space. All of the appliances stay. You get the half bath and the laundry on the main level. Upstairs, you have an expansive master suite, private sitting area, private balcony, large shower, walk-in closet, um, absolutely amazing space for outdoor relaxation and entertaining, Um, two privately fenced covered patios, and like I said, um, toy RV parking, double gate access. This one also close to the river and the recreation pass right there off of Court Street in Pasco. You can get to the river walks, go ride your bike by the river. And another one coming in at under 500,000 for all of that with a shop at 495. And then pick number three, we just um, put this on the market. And this is a rare one to find. This is a new construction townhouse, 2412 East Helena over in Pasco. This is... um, Two bedroom, one bath, brand new construction townhome. Um, awesome, comfortable layout, um, skilled craftsmanship. I mean, this is a well built townhouse close to schools in the highway. And that's coming in at, okay, listen to this 202,900. So wow. for new construction, um, starter home. Uh, I mean, look at apartment rents. Look at what those are going for. Yeah, that's a motivated seller. And then look at what we can put you into as far as far as brand new construction for something like that. So, folks, uh, spring inventory is coming. If you have been out of the market, you were frustrated last month in the January and December, now's the time to potentially get on our hot list for new properties that are coming up right before they hit the market. Um, go to KenmoreTeam.com. 
put your contact info in there. Tell us what you're looking for. And we'd love to add you to that, to that hot list. Okay. Back to the studies of what we were talking about. The big question we getting, what, you know, what are people, what can we be doing to our current homes or Lance? We've gone through the analysis you talked about before the break and we decided, you know what? It, doesn't work for us right now like we we we're just gonna do things at our current house um and maximize value there maximize our enjoyment there so axiom Homefront, um they do an insights homeowner survey they went through and looked at what has happened with home improvement during the pandemic and what is that looking like Moving into 2021, I think it's important in the real estate world to keep track of these trends. Looking backwards in 2020, so they they wrapped up this study the end of January of this year, 2021. But looking back in 2020, what effect did COVID-19 have on your do-it-yourself projects? 74% of homeowners started or finished a remodeling project. And trust me, I've seen you guys on Instagram. I've seen you on Facebook <laughs> out there. McKay, the a number of people that do podcasts and stuff. I think some of the most um, some of the most convenient or coolest ones that I've seen are people converted their under stairs closets to like recording rooms. Mm-hmm. Don't think I, that it didn't cross my mind. We honestly didn't do anything significant. Yeah, okay. Well, because well, we were too busy playing Road Warriors every weekend for our daughter's softball Absolutely. Team. So you're part Boise, of the... Boise, Lewiston, part of the, Nampa. You're part of the 26% that, that did not. Now, of that... 35% started and finished a landscaping project. Mm-hmm. And Mowing a, the lawn, does that count? <laughs> that could be a project for you, for sure. Now, get this, though. And this has been a problem that we've heard about a ton around here. 32% of people ended up doing a do-it-yourself project because they couldn't find a contractor. Yeah. And as busy as things are here with new construction and trying to crank out this inventory and stuff, when you go to look at some of these, it is sometimes can be difficult to find a contractor to do those do-it-yourself projects. You know what we're finding now? We've got a couple projects that we're doing right now. Yep. We're finding that as, at least in our state, that's another discussion, but as things are reopening and picking up, we're finding a lot of these people people that do some of the work that we can't because they are scrambling so hard and they're getting busy. They're offering maybe some lower rates. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So let's talk about where you're at McKay and doing that. And here's where it comes, comes down to the survey says that for people that are planning to do, to, to do stuff, if you work from home or you've been at home more, um, 54% are planning on doing the same amount of projects in 2021 that they did in 2020. But get this, after evaluating, 36% responded that they're going to be doing more with home improvement in wow. 2021. And I think when you look at our area specifically and you look at the inventory that we have, mm-hmm. a lot of these folks, I told you, these are the biggest um, conversations that we're having right now. A lot of people are deciding because of what's happening right now is they're going to stay put for a couple of years. And so when they do that, now they're turning to how can I make my space 
that much that much better. Yes. Um, so most are planning. So people under the age of fifty five. 51% of those respondents under the age of 55 said that they would be spending more on home improvement in 2021. Ooh. Here's an interesting fact for you. So when we break out that age range there, um, so 56 plus said that they would be doing fewer projects um, hmm. than, than they than they did before. So one of the things that we might be looking at in, in that situation is retirees on fixed incomes, looking at rising costs, looking at what's going on there, might be doing, might be doing fewer. So then the big question comes, Lance, where do I spend the money and what are people spending the money on? Well, I'll tell you what, number one from this survey from Axiom that I absolutely love is of those 2021 planned improvement projects, 35% indicate that yard and landscape is the biggest category that they're going to be spending that money on. Because here's the thing, if you're at home, you're not traveling as much. We're coming into yep. those summer months. Um, you can use those outdoor patios. Uh, you can expand those. You can put you know pergolas into your yard that you're using more. So another thing that I love about that is bang for your buck return. You put some sweat equity into those things. You're creating greater curb appeal. And with outdoor living, you're basically increasing your square footage without yep. the cost of construction. Now, interesting, the survey, this one got me a little bit. But the next largest category, the response of what they were planning on redoing, 31% um, had bathrooms down there, um, which blew me away a little bit. But McKay, We're doing that. You're, you're doing that. Okay, perfect. Tearing out a one-piece shower tub shell and replacing it with a shower. Okay, abso absolutely. And so 31% um, taking care of the bathroom there. And then the next biggest category, which we see a bigger return on, is 27% said working in the kitchen. There's a lot of people that have decided to paint cabinets, uh, redo with hard surface countertops. Um, that kitchen, when people walk in, it's on the main level, right? And we always mm -hmm. talk about, you know, I always say a buyer generally buys a house from us because they've seen the pictures, they've been through it. We generally, they will buy that house within the first five or six steps inside that front wow. door. Because generally what happens is you get a feel when you're in that house. You you know this, you know the criteria. You know how many bedrooms it has, how many bathrooms. The buyer will have looked at the front door as we're standing there deciding if the house is well-maintained. They'll take five or six steps in and they'll usually have a glimpse at the kitchen. And if that kitchen is bright and sparkly and clean and has that modern layout a lot of times people will decide that initial impression this mm -hmm. this is the house for us even if they don't cook yeah <laughs> uh, even if they don't cook it seems to be a gathering space and yep. a gym that that people that people look at there um next thing that we last thing that i'm going to talk about on the list and and the next biggest one on there um, and this was a surprise to me. It hasn't made the list in years past, and 26% said bedroom. Hmm. And so a lot of people have 
you know, if you're home more and, you know, we've seen a lot of reading nooks, we've seen upgrades to um, organization in these spaces. So bedroom was the next largest one on that list. So that is definitely what people are looking at spending their money on going into 2021. And, and those are, there's, are some great things there. One of the things we always caution about is if you plan on selling in the next two years and you're going to spend more than $20,000 on a certain item, mm-hmm. give us a call, you know, <laughs> give us a ring, shoot us a quick contact info and we can kind of go over the pros and cons of what that looks like. Cause as real estate agents and from a resale perspective, we look at things differently than someone does for personal enjoyment. And we can generally, with some science behind it, take a look at those comparables and let you know roughly what type of return we would be expecting on that on that project. That's what we're looking at as we look at where people are deciding to spend their money at, um, either moving forward to new construction or staying with their existing homes. There's a lot going on right now in the market. Prices are have been changing dramatically over the yeah. course of the last four <laughs> months. If you have considered selling, your house might be worth more than you think. We're also doing a lot of those analysis right now. Um, feel free to give us a call or go to KenmoreTeam.com. Contact us. We'll get you on the list for that market Absolutely. analysis. Absolutely. We will be out there showing, selling, and working, and then we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.